0: Have you ever, in your life, run across someone that was rude? And do you think it's gotten worse since quarantine and we're behind masks, or maybe people are more frustrated? I don't know, but it just doesn't seem like people are even trying to be nice anymore. So how do you deal with rude and obnoxious people, whether in person, online, or in line? At the grocery store. That's the topic for this morning's Coffee with Colleen. Good morning. We're recording this in the morning and welcome to Coffee with Colleen. This is your first time joining us. I am a former on-camera meteorologist for the Weather Channel and network news anchor. Uh, also I also had my own talk show, so that's why I'm looking forward to interviewing people on the podcast. Anyway, I have converted all of that and have been at, working as an image consultant and stylist and personal brand strategist for 35 years. I mean, a long time. I worked with people from moms and business owners all the way up to advising a recent presidential candidate. So I love helping other people look and feel amazing because when you know exactly what you're gonna wear and walk out the door with confidence, the rest of the day just seems to go better. So hopefully as that rest of the day is going better, you're not having to deal with rude and obnoxious people. And we were talking in the pre-show a little bit about masks, Have, have masks dehumanize people You know, it's my theory is that people have been online and hiding behind anonymity online for so long, where you can make a comment or someone can make a comment from you from halfway around the world, knowing that you're not going to show up in their doorstep and punch them in the nose. So it used to just be online with people with anonymous names. Now it's gone. Yeah, people are online using their real names. There's people I know from church, for heaven's sakes, and I see some of this stuff they say online. I'm like, gracious, that's not very Christian. So, it used to be rude with anonymity, but it's carried over into everyday life. And I think or I wonder that being behind a mask allows somebody to maintain their anonymity to a certain extent. And I wonder if it's people are frustrated, they're angry, they're, they're irritable, or they're so used to being alone in their homes, they forgot how to deal with people. So I, I do have a video, the top 25 manners for every child, toddler, or adult that they should learn. And the link to that will be in the show notes. Uh, it's one of my most popular videos on my YouTube channel. And I recommend going and give it a, giving it a listen because I think we have to get back into that. I also know that television is an issue because people will see things on TV and they think it's real. I remember working with a politician down in the islands, and he said uh, that when someone in the United States sneezes, they get a they get a cold in the islands and i think what happened what he was, what he said was the worst thing that ever happened for them is when they've got satellite television and cable television and started watching television shows from around the world but but especially in the united states because people emulate and they want to be western and these are his words they want to be western and so they emulate what they think that people do whether it's how they behave, or so they watch something on a soap opera and they think that people actually behave this way, and that's how they start behaving. So this is what he told me, anyway. So it's people behave what, by by how they see, as opposed to understanding that it's just um, entertainment. So I'm wondering if that too is part of what's spilling over into our society. And the idea of manners and graciousness and politeness uh, has kind of faded away. Or people are blaming other people and say, you know, they're not accepting responsibility for their own actions. They'll say, yeah, but you did this. That's why I responded the way I did. But we're all responsible for our own behavior. They are responsible for their behavior, you are responsible for your behavior, I am responsible for my behavior. So never letting their words or their volume or their actions provoke us into a response that's different than who we are deep down inside as a human being. So one of those things is, uh, I give this example on the stage all the time when when I speak is if you hold up your hand, and oftentimes I'll bring somebody up out of the audience, you hold up your hand, and I'll say, hold up your hand. So they hold up their hand and I hold up mine. And then I will put my hand against theirs. So it's like we're doing a high five, but we're very gently touching each other's hands. And then I'll start pushing on their hand. And almost 100% of the time, that person will push back. And I'll say, why are you pushing back? And they say, I don't know, you pushed me, I pushed back. It's the same way in our interpersonal lives and our relationships. If we don't maintain control and composure for ourselves, when someone pushes us, we'll push back. So here's five tips. I'm going to throw a bonus in at the end, too, for dealing with rude people. First and foremost, we need to recognize that people are different. And you know how when children are little, and they're like, I'm going to buy mommy a gift for her birthday. And I love baseball. So I know she does too, because I love it so much. So I'm going to buy her a baseball mitt, right? So we grow out of that, hopefully. And we understand that just because we love something doesn't mean somebody else does. That we are all individuals. They were, We are all very, very different. So understanding that people may not do things the same way that we do, and that's okay. Unless they're breaking the law, right? It's okay. It's not me. And to stay in our own lane. Do I say this every week? Stay in your own lane. Uh, Also understand those four temperaments. Now, I do have a course that's being redone right now. But by the time this airs, it might be It won't be done yet. Um, But understanding the four temperaments. And I don't care if you take the DISC program, I've taken them all. I've done Myers Briggs, you know, so you know there's basically 16. Um, There's out of those 16, it breaks down into four cores. And then out of those four cores, it breaks down into two right brain and left brain. So you can break it down into the 16, or you can just go left brain, right brain. Um, but some temperaments, and there are a few, are like oil and water and they just don't get along. Does that mean one person's right or wrong? No, they just don't get along. And I've had I have this one particular person in my life and I, I kind of like her, but her and I don't get along. And her and I talked about it one day. It was like, I don't know, I don't know why I don't I mean, you're there's nothing wrong with you. I like you, but I don't like get along. With, I don't know what it is. And she started laughing. She goes, I feel the same way about you. <laughs> and so now we get along so much better because we finally kind of just sat down and talked about it one day. And we went out and had a glass of wine and or two. And, and I think we split a bottle and, and talked about it. And we're not like close friends or anything, but we just don't get along. And there's nothing wrong with her. And there's, you know, well, there's nothing wrong with me, I was going to say, but, you know, I'm in, I'm a huge proponent of Therapy and, and talking to people about the things that you do wrong and correcting them. So anyway, understanding, it doesn't mean that you are or them or anything is a good or bad person. Um, it's understanding that people are different. And like my mother was very, very introverted and soft-spoken. And I my dad is very extroverted. So I take more after my dad, but it makes my mom uncomfortable. Like, oh, why do you do that? Why do you have to say that? It's embarrassing. You're drawing attention to yourself. I'm like... I don't care, you know, and and she did, it, you know, and so she always said that the way I did things were wrong, you know. But the more I realized how, when I got older, it wasn't that I was wrong; I was just very extroverted, and she was introverted, and so we looked at the world differently. So it doesn't mean you're a good or bad person unless you are doing good or bad things, because as Christians, we are called to love one another, and love is an action. Love isn't this feeling. That's the wonderful thing about the. Uh, the English language is that you can love your parents. You can love your spouse. You can love your dog. You can love spaghetti. You can love the sunset. And those are all different kinds of love. You know, C.S. Lewis wrote that wonderful book on on the types of love. So, uh, understanding that love truly is what we're talking about is being a good Samaritan and that action of Understanding people and being okay that they're in their lane and you are in yours. So that's the most important thing. Number one, dealing with rude people is understanding that they may just be going some, through something or that may be their temperament. They may be different than us. Number two, don't join their drama. Don't do it. Because this is one of the most powerful statements. Hurt people hurt people. So when somebody is wounded inside, for whatever reason, it may be something that just happened. It may be a long going issue. If they're hurt, they will lash out. Now, if you have a pet, you know that if a pet is wounded and you try to help them, they may growl at you because they're hurt and they get defensive. It's the same way with human beings. When people are hurt, they tend to hurt other people. So recognize that in your own life as well, that when you're hurt about something or you're dealing with something or you're angry, that may spill over into other words and actions that you may do too. So you want to empathize with another person. So sympathy and empathy. Sympathy is feeling compassion, sorrow, or pity for the hardships that another person has encountered. Empathy is when you put yourself in their shoes. And if you're in any way an empath and you can feel other people's emotions, it's very exhausting, because I'm empathic and it's very exhausting. Um, But the ability to put yourself in somebody else's shoes for a moment, and especially if you're having a knee-jerk response to their behavior, try to look at it from their point of view and like maybe they're going through something. And you may be tempted to say something in reply but if you pause and say, especially if you know the person, if you can pause and say, are you okay? It's that pattern interrupt. So if they're raw, raw, having a fit, and instead of like, geez, calm down, it, you know, replying in kind because we're drawn into those emotions, take a deep breath, sit back into your own calmness and your peace and reach out and say, you okay? It's not normal behavior for you. (laughs) Maybe it is, who knows? (laughs) But understanding and using that Oreo cookie method that I talk about all the time, compliment, suggestion, compliment. Are you okay? I, I just really care about you and you like, that emotion and those words are not really typical for you. Is there something going on that I can help you with? And by using that pattern interrupt, by changing your speed, your level, your tone, and the, the words that you're saying, you're, you're disengaged. You're empathizing with their situation. You're sympathizing with their situation. You've engaged in a pattern interrupt where you're not going to get pulled into their situation and you're expressing care and concern. It could be their bad day and that led them to blow. May They may apologize. And if not, if they maintain that, then move on. I have someone coming up uh, in a couple of weeks as a guest that's going to talk about boundaries and exactly how to set boundaries with people, especially toxic people, and especially if you're in relationship with these people and you can't get out of it. So that's in an upcoming episode. So make sure you check that out. Number three, look inwardly as to why you're so upset by what they do, and this one's tough. This one's tough because sometimes we see something in another person that is a reflection of what we don't like about ourselves. Or maybe it could be that you're jealous of this person or their success or their position or their relationship or their new car or whatever. But sometimes what we don't like in other people is something that we see that we don't like about ourselves. Or, they could just be a jerk. <laughs> let's let's be let's be real. So do an inward check. Why is this person upset me so much? You know why is it that every time around that person, and do some silent soul searching. You just have to admit this to the person in the mirror, not to anybody else, unless you want to. But what about them? Is so upsetting about so upsetting to you? They do this. Okay. Is that something I do? Or is that how somebody treated me when I was little? And I've developed this aversion to... Um, men with beards who speak loudly and smoke a cigar. You, you know, dig deep. Is a, it could be something that happened to you in your past, which is why that other person is triggering you, or it could be that they're exhibiting behavior that you maybe don't like about yourself, or they could be a jerk. And it's just like, okay, set that boundary. Go listen to the Boundary Show. Number four, always maintain your manners because rudeness is contagious. And when we're pushed, we push back. It was that whole hand example, right? So good manners are actually virtues. Um, Aristotle said manners are morally good inner character traits that we exhibit in an outward manner. So there's really no such thing as company manners um, because manners are your character it's a virtue. And I'm not going to get in a lot to it. Just go watch that video that I have on YouTube. Uh, If you look in the show notes, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, If not, they're the 25 manners for kids, toddlers, and adults. Now, I don't say kids. I always say children because I used to raise goats and kids are baby goats. And we had kids on the ranch and we had children on the ranch. So, But uh, SEO on children didn't work. So it's called 25 manners for kids, toddlers, and adults. Um, so I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to dive deep because I go into it and that, that, but one of the things is when people are rude and you offer them that extra kindness, those emotions are contagious. So it could be what they need to help them calm down. And again, maybe something just happened and you're maintaining your composure and being kind to them may be exactly what they need to turn things around. And then again, if you have somebody in your life that's consistently rude, then go listen to the show that we have on Setting Boundaries. Number five, this is the boundaries part, walk away, even if they're still speaking. You do not have to subject yourself to someone else's abusive behavior. And if they're a stranger, you never have to deal with them again. If they're a friend of a colleague You by setting that boundary will let them know if you do this, I will walk away. If you say this, I will walk away. That's part of setting your boundaries. So, if they're a friend or a colleague at work, they'll learn that when they say or do these things, this is your behavior. Their behavior is going to elicit that response from you. And maybe it'll maybe it'll prompt them to be nicer next time, but you are not required to take that abuse. And if you choose to stand there and take the abuse, don't turn around and make yourself a martyr and like, look at what a wonderful person I am. I let them speak to me that way, right? If you choose to do that, then that is your choice, but then you can't turn around and complain about it later. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, tough love. You know, I love you, but I'm just saying, you don't have to take it. If you do choose to take it, don't turn around and say, that person at the store was so rude to me and they this and they did. You know, why didn't you walk away? Well, I didn't want to lose my spot in line. That was a choice you made. I would have chosen to lose my place in line. I would not let anybody speak to me that way. Um, so that's a choice you made. You chose to let them speak to you that way because you chose not to get out of line. Again, we are all responsible for our own actions. All right, here's the number six little bonus thing. And this this one's really good. It's good in all areas of your life. Take the word you out of your vocabulary. Take a deep breath and step back. And think about think about how this, uh, if people said this to you, how would you feel? You always do say, you You always say that. Whenever I come into the room, you always say that. You. It, it's a very accusatory, it's like the word why. Why? It's a very accusatory word that puts people on the defensive. Why did you do that? Especially if Y and you go together, then that's something. Um, When you do, 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 do this, I feel this way, and I will walk out of the room, hang up the phone, um, get out of the car, uh, whatever. So, those are kind of, that's miniature boundaries. When you do this, I feel this, and I will do this. So that's kind of a mini boundary. But when you use the word you, it, it's an accusatory. So back that up and say, ouch. Right now, I feel hurt, attacked. You know, So if it's somebody in your personal life, taking the word you out of your vocabulary and the word why out of your vocabulary and bring it back to you, personally, your feelings and take responsibility for your behavior and your feelings. So it's it's kind of akin to the, the pattern interrupt when somebody's blowing and you choose not to buy into their emotions or get caught up in their emotions and instead you're like, whoa, are you going, are you okay? Going through something? Okay, I, I feel this frustration coming from you. And it's kind of bruising me. So if you can bring it back to you, um, your personal feelings, and, and don't take it personal, because again, they may just be going through something, or they just may be a jerk. Um, but don't don't get don't be selfish about it, and say you know, and like, oh, they're doing it because I'm in the room, or they always do this to me, or uh, whatever. Take you personally out of it. Take your expectations out of it. Um, And expecting certain behaviors from other people that they aren't able to do is setting yourself up for disappointment and frustration. Um, So again, take that word you out because you is kind of pointing your finger and anytime you point a finger, three are pointing back at yourself. All right, so hopefully those tips were helpful for you. And if you like this, make sure you're following the podcast. Uh, If you would rather view this on YouTube, we have the exact same show over on YouTube, but it's in visual form. If you like that better, Um, and make sure you give us you know a thumbs up uh, if you're on social media, and uh, we really would appreciate some reviews because we are a new podcast, and right now we're like in obscurity. We're not even the top 300 anyplace uh, in those reviews really do help us. All right. Take care. God bless. And next week, what are we covering next week? I think on next week's show is going to be the Hollywood Stunt Woman and talking about how she maintains her faith in a very interesting, um, shall we say, industry. All right.